Welcome to the Food and Beverage Podcast, brought to you by MarketScale. I'm your host, Daniel Litwin, and joining me today is Megan Sprague, a communications associate at Wingstop Restaurants Incorporated. Megan, thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for having me. Super excited. Yeah, me too. So, you know, Wingstop, I love your wings, and I actually really appreciate y'all's social media too. Um, I actually know the guy who used to run your Twitter until recently, and you know, all your... All your posts, your memes, everything, very on point, very relevant. I love it. Yes, thank you. We get a lot of fan love and appreciation. We try to stay relevant, tap into those cultural moments, and it works. So thank you. So, Megan, tell me a little bit about being a communications associate at Wingstop and how you ended up working at Wingstop in the first place. So um, I majored in communications in school. I've always had a love for it. Um, I was actually at KFC Yum Brands prior to my time at Wingstop. So kind of staying in the chicken industry, I guess that that is appealing to me, which of course, free chicken, always good. Always. Um, always. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can't say no. Um, the ranch obviously helps. Mm, delicious. Our yeah. ranch, you can't turn it down. Definitely not. Um, yeah. So I'm on a team of two at Wingstop. Our PR team is rather small. We have the director of PR and then myself, the communications associate, Um, We kind of just block and tackle. So for me, I handle all internal communications, whether it's franchisee facing, corporate team member facing, everything of that sort. So I'll sit down with different departments if they have a rollout, the initiatives, campaigns. We'll talk about, okay, how do we need to communicate this? What's the cadence? What's the audience? All that sort of thing. So we can really try and keep our franchisees engaged and up to date because although we there are certain initiatives that happen that is top of mind for us. They're down at the restaurant level and things don't always trickle down to them, you know, so really working hard to keep them informed. Um, I also run and manage our LinkedIn page. So I manage the content calendar for that um, posts, the ideation around all of that. So I like to collaborate with HR and different departments, things that they're doing. It's a really great way to build that pipeline down from the restaurant to the corporate level asking them, hey, what are y'all doing? Is there something exciting that we could share? You know, any community outreach efforts, we love to spotlight that sort of thing. Um, So that's internally and then externally, I guess LinkedIn is external as well, but kind of moving more into the external category, um, again, blocking and tackling with my boss. I'll help with press releases, brand openings. Um, There's some initiatives and some brand campaigns that are coming up. So we're working on that. And we actually just hired a senior manager of events and sponsorship. So we're super excited about that. So yeah, it sounds like you get to tackle a variety of different kinds of communications. Um, Could you kind of clue me in a little bit to how you differentiate approaching a project for, let's say, something that's an internal communication versus something for your LinkedIn page versus, you know, one of your branding initiatives? So it all stems from brand voice. We have our external brand voice. It's fun. It's relevant. It's hip. And then we also have our internal brand voice. And we really try to mimic the internal voice with the external voice. So what that means is building the culture internally around the Wingstop brand. So when I communicate internally, I try to keep it fun. I try to keep it relevant. Although the topics might be a little less fun, operational changes, updates to our recipes, things like that, it's still important to engage and kind of have the team members feel that love and the brand pride that we feel at the corporate level. So internally, it can range from 
something a little bit more bland to something really exciting. One of my favorite projects to work on is when we have rollouts for flavors or our new marketing campaigns. That really gets us super excited. The restaurants love it. Um, <clears throat> anytime we have our new TV ads, we get to tease those. I work on developing videos and pulling together some collateral to send that out and the franchisees show their team members and they get super pumped for whatever is about to happen. So that's a really cool part of the internal communications. you know. And then I also referenced the piece that might not be as fun. So that's more of announcements, um, corporate writing, corporate speak, which you can't really always add your flair to, but nonetheless, it's, all, it's extremely important. And then for external, LinkedIn, still trying to tap into that brand voice. So our audience there is stakeholders, it's future employees, it's current employees, and it's just people that love the brand. So there we really try to keep it simple, keep it fun, show people what life is like at Wingstop. It's awesome. We love it. And we want other people to feel our love for the brand. That's great. I mean, I feel like, you know, making sure that communications that stay internal and that are between coworkers and from corporate to restaurant, um, maintaining that level of fun and making sure that, you know, the the social media aspect and the external doesn't come off as just a facade, right? That you're actually really trying to integrate that vibe into every aspect of your communication and into just like making the company itself live and breathe that vibe. Absolutely. I mean, that's what it's all about. Internal culture is super important. And I mean, I really think it shows when people love where they work, they talk about it. I feel like you can feel that love and those vibes even when you walk into the restaurant. So we're all about that. So something I really want to talk about with you today is digital innovation. So this is something that almost every person that I've interviewed so far on, you know, whatever industry on this podcast talks about some aspect of digital innovation um, and how they're having to push boundaries and explore in that area. How is Wingstop moving forward in digital innovation? We have a lot in the works. It's a super exciting time for us um, digitally. You know, we like to keep our menu and our operations simple in a sense. We make wings. We're good at it. That's what we do. We also have some sides. We have fries. Other than that, we try to keep it simple. So we're comfortable innovating in that digital space. One of the things that we rolled out is digital ordering. So that's through Facebook Messenger, Twitter Messenger, SMS, Alexa, those are just to name a few. We're super excited about that because when we think about the people that eat Wingstop, they're hip, they're cool. They want to be able to order from their phone or order through Twitter. They're already there. They're already holding their phone. So that really helps to not only increase sales, but it also is a benefit to our franchisees because they employ almost no labor to receive the order. So that's why digital is important. And people don't have a lot of time these days. It's much easier to just type in your order on your phone send it through, come into the restaurant and pick it up, good to go. Instead of going into the restaurant, you know, we always push order online, skip the wait. We have our product made to order. So you're not going to come in and be able to order and pick up something up right away. That's why it's important to digitally engage with us so we can have your order ready right when you walk in. You can eat in the restaurant or take it to go. So you're making it sound like digital ordering is more of a shift instead of an addition to the ordering process and the way that you described encouraging customers to digitally order. Um, is that how you would describe it? Sort of more of a company-wide shift instead of necessarily just adding 
the option. It's more of you're, you're trying to encourage it. Absolutely. While it is kind of a nice to have, it's also a necessity. 25% of our sales come from digital orders, which is huge. And then you look at pizza, big pizza brands, 50% of their total orders come from digital. So it's really important that our guests engage with that. Order online, skip the wait. It's super important, not only for operationally, but also for their overall experience. And we want the experience to be seamless from start to finish. You order online, you come to the restaurant, your order's ready, it's hot, it's good to go, you take it home, you dig into those wings, you love it. The ranch is amazing. We're all about the end experience as well. I know I personally am a big online orderer, um, but this is something that I guess is just a, a question in general. Once you introduced that digital ordering aspect, um, did it take some time to integrate that into just the overall operations? Like, was it a strain at first on, you know, people just working in store that now they had to balance um, people coming in, but also digital ordering? Or did you guys sort of manage that immediately and integrate it um, easily? Yeah, you know, it was definitely a shift. Um, It was a change for us at the corporate level, as well as at the restaurant level. But um, I really think that it's extremely beneficial and helpful for team members. You know, before, if you wanted to order ahead, you had to call in. Well, you know, you think about rush, dinner time, lunch times, and then if you only have several phone lines, that's when it becomes more challenging to accommodate for all those orders. With the online ordering, our guests can get on there, they order, the order goes straight through to the restaurant, it prints a ticket in the back of house, it says what the guest ordered, when their quote time was, when they'll be in to pick it up, and the team members take it from there. So really, it sounds like you're streamlining it for your employees, almost like the digital ordering process is actually is actually alleviating stress for people in store. Absolutely. And we're actually, you know, I mentioned earlier how we have integrated with Amazon's Alexa for that voice activated ordering. And we're looking to build on that, take it a step further. We obviously hope that our guests never get put on hold when they call in to order. But if they do, we're looking to launch Wingbot who will be voice-assisted ordering and can ask the guests questions to help streamline the order process. So we're even taking it a step further. So in that same vein of innovating the way that um, customers can order and the way that you deliver your product, um, order for delivery, right? Like having someone drive your wings to someone's apartment or someone's home, that's something that you don't necessarily do yet, but um, is that something that you're brainstorming or looking to implement in the near future? Absolutely. So we get requests for delivery all the time, and we're actually looking into it. Right now, we're testing in Austin, Chicago, and Vegas, um, so stay tuned. Awesome. So so you actually are pushing it out. That's really great. Um, but what are maybe some of the challenges, hypothetically, that you would encounter with trying to integrate delivery to uh, a business that doesn't have it yet? I think the main thing for us is our product quality and our flavor. Our flavor is great. People love it. We feel really good about that. But it's the quality that's very important to us. We want our guests to have the same experience if they eat their wings at home as if they were to dine in in restaurant when they're fresh and hot right out of the fryer. Gotcha. Yeah, I mean, that that definitely sounds like the end goal, right? You want the experience for a customer who delivers to be the same for a customer who online orders or walks in the store. You know, bringing it back to your specific job and the communications, you know, I've noticed with 
brands like Wingstop that are innovating with their social media and making a really cool brand statement that just branding is important, you know, and you want to engage your customers constantly, consistently. You want to be relevant. You want to be relatable. So in your communications, how do you aim to accomplish that? So internally on my side, I always try to make the communications relatable by just speaking again in that brand voice. When we get things out to the franchisees and team members, tying in our campaigns and our external social initiatives so that they're really in tune with what's going on. And then when you take a look externally, we're very engaged on our social media channels. And through that, we try to tap into those relative moments, those cultural moments that our guests and our fans kind of rally around. If you look at our Twitter, you'll see that it's not a ton of ads and go to Wingstop, do this. We're tapping into those cultural moments. We're staying relevant and we really have an organic brand. I think the best part about Wingstop is there's so much fan love there that our fans really do the talking for us. So since you've been, you know, working as a communications associate, what are some of the most successful communication endeavors, whether internally or externally, that you've seen, you know, where your team has really played on something trendy or something innovative or uh, something culturally relevant? You know, I have to give a nod to our social and digital team here. They've knocked it out of the park several times, but a couple of times that come top of mind. Um, last year, the Migos were at the BET Awards and the host had joked about a member um, being left off bad and bougie. So <laughs> I do remember that. <laughs> yeah, said, do it look like I got left off bad and booty, bougie and everyone was like, what did he say? What did he say? So yeah. we took that, put our spin on it, again, going into that cultural relevancy and we did hashtag do it look like BWW is better than Wingstop. So that went viral. It was crazy. It was huge. It was actually our most retweeted tweet until um, our rap battle, which happened in October with Wendy's. Um, we had a tweet about GameStop, Wingstop. There was a picture. They were both right next to each other. And then it kind of popped off. You know, we paraphrased from Migos again, they're bad and bougie. And it popped in there. And, you know, we kind of went back and forth. It was crazy. It actually happened when we were at our franchisee convention. So we, it was great because our CMO was presenting. And we were actually scrambling to update his deck because um, our rap battle went viral and it actually capped the uh, bad and bougie tweet from earlier. I personally remember when that happened. Um, the rap battle was great. I, I just I remember seeing that Wingstop tweet and just sort of singing it in my head, like having to having to sing it out loud to make sure it worked. And I was like, oh, this is great. Wingstop, GameStop. Uh, like it was just it was amazing. It really solid stuff. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, so we were super excited about that. Um, you know, that's just a great example of us. You know, we build that organic momentum. We tap into those moments and we just kind of ride off them and let the brand speak for itself. I love that. You know, just being tapped into what's going on and playing on it with timeliness, right? Being the first ones to jump on those kind of trends and playing off of them. I... You know, I, I would have to agree. You guys are doing a great job with that. Thank you. Yes, I will give your comments back to the team. Yes, please do. Um, so, yeah, I just want to say thank you so much for coming on the show. And it's really cool to see how someone in the communications department is bringing innovation to the field and always looking to push boundaries, whether it's internally or externally. So, yeah, Megan, thanks again for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. It's been great. 
And thank you everyone for listening to today's food and beverage podcast. If you'd like to find out more or listen to previous episodes, you can go to marketscale.com slash industries and subscribe to the latest articles, videos, and podcasts from your favorite industries. I'm your host, Daniel Litwin. Till next time.